0: Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host Brian Brogen.
1: Hello builders. It is my pleasure to welcome you to the build your success podcast today. This is a place where we build you so you can build others. Hope you're working on a team working on a project. Hey, working on life, whatever you're working on or towards we want to be part of that journey. We do that through some of our training and some of our special guests here on the podcast. I am grateful today to have Aaron urban on the podcast. Erin is a certified career strategist. She's an executive coach helping experienced professionals remove career roadblocks, unlock their potential, and elevate their careers. She's an international speaker, behavioral scientist, and the host of the Career Coffee Chat. So we'll learn a little bit more about that, but welcome to the show today, Erin.
2: Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome yourself,
1: Brian. It's so awesome to see you today. Well, it is great to be here, and, and for our listeners, Aaron's out there in Texas in this cold blizzard weather, and it's just not normal for them, so we're, we're praying for y'all out there, Aaron. Oh,
2: thank you very much. As some of you probably already know, the homes here and structures in Texas are not built to handle these temperatures at all whatsoever. Now, while everybody's busy slinging mud at the renewables or oil and gas, the truth is it's a little bit more complex than that. And quite frankly, when one doesn't have power or heat, it's really hard to keep your pipes from freezing. We've got uh, kind of Hurricane Harvey inside our homes right now.
1: Yeah, and, and as you alluded to, there's so much going on with all the, the problems. and but, the, but so is life, and so is the things that get thrown at us and we have the challenges for, and there's no one single answer for anything we do. So that that that's really good, Aaron. And, and I think we can use some leadership, techniques and pointers and lessons from, from what, what, we're going, what y'all are going through in Texas and the country is going through together. So Absolutely. let me start off with a question we like to ask our guests. What does leadership and being a leader mean to Aaron Urban?
2: Well, really for me, and this probably comes as no surprise uh, to many people, leadership is servant leadership. That's really the only type of leadership I feel is true leadership. Uh, Servant leadership is by, you know, for those of you who are not familiar with that term, it's where leaders exist to support others in their growth, development, support their teams and their organizations to achieve their goals. It is not a, hey, look at me and how great I am. Uh, That is not servant leadership. (laughs) That is the opposite of servant leadership. So that truly is what leadership means to me. Leadership is all about paying it forward giving back, investing in others. Because you know what the interesting thing is, the interesting paradox in that giving it back is in it. you actually reap more rewards from giving than you do otherwise. And if you struggle with that concept, you could think to yourself, well, what was that time where you worked with or for someone who was all about themselves and how much did you actually want to help them? probably not much. So <laughs> if, if that's your, what you're thinking of, and you probably are thinking of a person when you're when I ask you that, um, yeah, that that's not who we want to be. We want to be that person who gives back because people are more likely to help support
1: you when you support them. Love that. We hear the servant leadership a lot. You expounded on it in a way I haven't heard it expounded on in the past. So thank you for that.
0: Mm-hmm. And, it,
1: and it's so true how good it feels to give. You know, we've heard the old saying, it's better to give than to receive, but but the feeling of that is real. I mean, it's not just a statement at that point. When you realize how great it feels to give, it's wonderful. So tell our listeners, if they if they listen in on your podcast, what can they expect if they, they decide to go over there and check that out?
2: Well, thanks for asking, Brian, the Career Coffee Chat live show and podcast. The live show airs on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook every Tuesday at 11 o'clock Central Standard Time. Except for those times I go on vacation where I have no cell phone or internet service, which I highly recommend. (laughs) But when that doesn't happen, it is live on every Tuesday. And that is also a podcast on every major channel even Amazon, which is strange, but true. So what you can expect is tons of very interesting career insights, everything from those people who are seeking more clarity and purpose and achieving goals, whatever those might be for you, trying to align those strengths, interests and expertise into something that looks like a career action plan to those people who want to navigate those scary waters of the digitally dependent job search land successfully, particularly during these challenging times to those people who want to elevate themselves as leaders, professionals, and individuals, or quite frankly, just have a darn better life. (laughs) (laughs) You can get all of that at the Career Coffee Chat podcast. And it's a great, relaxed conversation with some exciting guests and good
1: participation
2: as well from our audience.
1: Well, great to hear about that podcast. I'll definitely tune in. You know, you use several of the keywords that that I'm going to ask you questions about from your application. So, (laughs) hey, you are consistent, which is great. That's what we like about this. You know, one of the things you talked about here is going from frustrated to fulfilled by realizing that you are doing all the right things, hard work, taking on tough tasks, learning new skills, trying your very best, and then still getting or remaining stuck in a career. I know there are several people out there listening to the podcast that have this same problem. They're stuck. So, so tell us a little bit about how you uncover that and how you help others to, to decide to get out of this rut.
2: Great question. And it is a, a little bit of a story. So if you don't mind, I'll tell you a little bit about my story. So the best thing that ever happened to me in my career and quite frankly, my life was the bad performance review. That's right, a negative performance review, negative feedback specifically from a 360 degree review was the catalyst I needed to get my butt kicked hard enough for me to realize that being metrics driven and work hard professional and super professional too, I had a very hard line between work and personal life, didn't share much, if anything at all at work about my personal life, didn't really get to know people past their positions. I was was very driven. I still am, but I was so driven. I was not necessarily as people-focused as I should have been. Now, for those people who are leaders tuning in, you know, as you know, there's three P's to operational excellence and business performance. That's people, processes, and product. Well, I focused on the processes and product way too much. and <laughs> forgot about the people portion, particularly internally. So that resulted in some negative feedback hey, guess what, Aaron, you are an exceptional performer. And I, 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 I was, I was a exceptional performer. I was that person, you know, who sent in a construction project manager, actually sent in to tackle all the tough tasks when nobody else could do it. I was a fire putter outer. Some of you probably recognize that phrase and you probably get a little rise out of being that person who comes in and saves the day. Well, that gets old when you consistently do that repeatedly, <laughs> particularly when you don't get compensated for it. And I was beating my head because the glass ceiling so hard, my head was hurting. This was a catalyst I needed. Now I'd like to say that overnight, I saw the error of my ways and transformed my life. That's not how it works. Of course, I had a mentor stepped in who uh, helped me find John Maxwell, actually. Uh, find John Maxwell and his teachings about leadership. and. <laughs> Learned pretty quickly. I was at level half. I wasn't even up to the first level of leadership (laughs) where people just do what they, you know, you tell them to because you're a position and that's about it. So I had a long way to go, but here's the interesting thing. I was able to turn my career around from being known as the steamroller. Yes, that's what they called me, the steamroller, to a leadership role in nine months like a pregnancy i gave birth to a new me and (laughs) assumed an influential leadership role now what's interesting about this journey is it wasn't like i had to reinvent myself so that's that's a lot of bunk. we don't we don't have to reinvent ourselves to kick some of those nasty habits that get in our way sometimes it's just very small yet significant shifts in those you know either removing a bad habit or doing something that maybe we didn't do such a great job of before
1: that make all the difference in the world. That that that's wonderful. Uh, you know, I heard you you talking about how you were the, the performance and the people and the the uh, product, mm-hmm. and it, and it sounds to me like you were more in, involved with the outcomes instead of yes. the input. And, and I'm thinking uh-huh. of a machine. You know, you know, machinery. People abuse machinery. And they don't take, take care of it. Preventative maintenance, do they keep it all well old machine? We hear those analogies about a well old machine in business. <laughs> and sometimes we're not oiling and greasing our people. You know, we're, not, we're know. not spending time with them and keeping them to where they're at their best and productive. You know, one of the things, your daily habits and behaviors, i would highlighted that here. You already mentioned a few of those items. I think that, it, and, and, and the small you know, we we try so hard to do such mountain jumping, leaping things and, and, and overlook the things that really are important, which are the small things. Talk to us about that a little bit and your, your experience there.
2: That's a great question. Um, so the small things, oftentimes you're right, we do overlook those. We are a culture, we love to add more things to do and give ourselves more tasks and We have endless to-do lists and we leave work feeling frustrated, how we'll never achieve anything because, you know, but oftentimes we overlook those things we take for granted. And those things really are starting at the foundational fact that our success as a human being has little to nothing to do with how smart you are, how much education you have, how many certifications you have, how many years of experience do you have? What you know, because people don't give a rip. At the end of the day, it's how well you connect with other human beings and build those relationships. How likable are you? How much are you investing in those around you? Because here's the interesting thing, I've been studying influence and specifically, influence and impact but specifically related to how it increases people's career success and income money, (laughs) for example. And for those people who are the most successful, they have one common denominator. They truly are interested and engaged in other
1: people first. So, caring about other people is important to the bottom line, is what I'm hearing here. Important
2: to the bottom line. And that is, that research has shown it over and over and over again. You don't have to hear me talk about it in my personal experience. We even have scientific fact about that. But what's interesting to me is leaders still like to ignore how important it is to invest in people. We are a certification happy society. And it starts that brainwashing starts in public schools. Let's all admit it. We're all rewarded based on what grades we get, and that then establishes a certain set of habits and behaviors that don't necessarily serve us <laughs> moving forward. So I would encourage you, those of you tuning in, if you're thinking about, oh gosh, what small, significant sh- shift could I make? And it doesn't have you don't want to reinvent yourself. This is not phoenix rising from the fire today. We're talking about small things. How about What can you stop doing that's getting in your way? (laughs) You don't need to add anything. What can you stop doing? Really quick story. I have a client, we'll just call her Mary. And Mary had a bad habit of venting when she was frustrated around her team. Well, little did she know that negatively impacted her team and hey, her team started to complain because we follow our levers as examples, right? All she had to do was stop doing that. She didn't have to add anything. (laughs) She, She just stopped doing that. And that helped tremendously with her team's morale and with her morale too. So sometimes what can you stop doing?
0: We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict? reduce employee turnover and increase your productivity if you're ready to put brian to work for your company give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net now back to today's episode
1: I love that. I love, I love the simplicity of that because mm-hmm. too often as you're alluded to, we, we already have too much to do for the most part. I mean, there's some people that could take on a little more, but but people that are engaged and aggressive and they've already taken on more than they should have. Look for things to eliminate. Look for things that aren't aren't benefiting you or benefiting others is going to be the, the more important thing and 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 find ways that simple thing. Hey, you just got a gold nugget today from Aaron. So there there's that one for you. I also, you know, you're this person that wrote this book about elevate your career. And you talk about creating a, a career action plan. Mm. I heard someone say one time that people spend more time planning for their vacation than they do for life <laughs> and, and, and we, our careers. I mean, I, I'll be honest, I just happened into mine. mind. I tell people I was looking for a job, but i found a very rewarding career. I couldn't wrote it out. Like, like it's went, but man had, had, if we teach students and, and people that are want to transition Write this career plan out. Tell us a little bit about that, Erin.
2: Yeah, so it's interesting you mentioned that, it is true. Most people spend more time in planning their vacations and their careers, although right now, maybe, maybe not. So what's interesting is, one thing that has happened during the pandemic is more people are focused on finding clarity. So that first step I recommend for everybody is getting very clear. What is that intersection of your strengths, your expertise, and your interests? Because that can be then the springboard and catalyst to whatever your career plan will be that brings you fulfillment because oftentimes we will well quite frankly we leave college and then we just want a job, any job. Right?
0: <laughs> and
2: then we, we become victim to open door syndrome. We follow whatever open door, walk through the next open door and then what I call career midlife crisis, we realize, oh no, what am I doing? I'm unfulfilled. I feel stuck. I don't even like this. It's draining. I have the sneaking suspicion my work is draining the life out of me. You know, if any of that sounds true to you or resonates with you, then maybe getting very clear on, okay, is your work currently aligning with your strengths? Does it even interest you? (laughs) Does the work you do drain you? Is it in alignment with your life priorities? I mean, there's so many different things we need to be cognizant of as we move forward. Instead of just following that next open door, think to ourselves, well, is this something that will drain me? Or am I just following that nice, shiny golden coin of more money? <laughs> getting clarity is so important uh, to defining that career plan in the first place because. Once you get that clarity and understand, okay, these types of roles or this industry are truly ideal for me based on my strengths, interests, and expertise, then you can
1: reverse engineer and create that plan. That's wonderful. You know, I've got your mission here in front of me. And it says, My mission is to help people close the gap between where they are today and where they want to be. And I know you've shared a few techniques with us already, but what are a few more specific techniques and tools? as related to this gap?
2: Hmm. We love to have a gap, a little bit of tension. It gives us something to look forward to. In fact, one of the most beautiful things anybody ever said to me was, may you always have something to look forward to. So first of all, when we wanna close that gap, we need to be very, very clear on that clarity portion. And once we understand that intersection, that zone of genius, if you will, where you're doing 80% of things that give you energy, in other words, they're not draining the life out of you and you're miserable every day, and that interest you, and then, you know that you actually can leverage your expertise. So here's an interesting tidbit um, when some people think I'm going to shift my career or, or develop a new path or whatever that is, make a change. I've got to start all over. That's not necessarily true at all. So that's why I definitely encourage people to leverage their expertise. You, you did work very hard to gain that knowledge. No need to throw it away. Let's leverage that, right? So when you think, talk about closing that gap, it's first being very clear where, you know, you would thrive because I do coach executives that have followed the nice shiny golden coin and are in high level roles and they are miserable <laughs> because they didn't get any clarity early on. And they, you know, it's also interesting, our society tells us you should follow this path, you know, move up the ladder. Well, that's yeah. not for everybody. So disconnecting from that should so don't should on yourself. <laughs> disconnecting from that should that you I should do this, or I should do that, or I watched my cousins, friends from college, they did this, therefore, I should be at this level, whatever, doing this thing. by this point in my career, I hear that a lot. And we need to disconnect, you know, don't shoot on yourself. But closing the gap. So once you get that clarity, that's when you can understand where you want to go. And from there, it's actually very straightforward. Just like a GPS system, you don't start where you are now and work your way forward. Most people say, oh, we am going to plan three to five years. No, you're not. You need to plan out way in advance and work your way backwards. Because that gives you the milestones, the key steps you need
1: to be looking for.
2: Then you make sure you're planning in the direction you want to go.
1: I love that, and I have a little course I do. I named it Plan, Purpose, Length, Action, and Negotiate, and I use. I'm a private pilot, so I get to fly little airplanes around, and and we create a flight plan, and it has, on the path, we have to check have checkpoints where we're at, and and that we're staying on course, and I think too often people have the long goal in sight with no checkpoints, no no how am I doing, no no where they're at, so. Love that. You know, this, this career action plan, I want to back up to that for a moment because as an employer, you know, this change may not need to be external to where you're working today. If you came to me and showed me you had an action plan that you wanted, what you wanted to improve and how you want to do better, I'm jumping in that ship with you. I mean, Hey, let's, let's figure out a way to do this. So this is a wonderful tool that that I think listeners can can learn from and gain from and and utilize. And, and hey, guess what? If you need help with this, give Aaron a call. So that that's where we're at in the podcast day. We got to wrap this thing up. but We've already talked about your podcast and how they can listen to that. Tell us how they can get in contact with you. Where they can find you?
2: Super easy. You can find me at Coach E Urban. That's e u r b a n CoachEUrban dot It's that easy. You can find everything you would ever want to know and probably more. There's tons of free resources there. I have a career growth series blog going on right now for, for the next foreseeable future that goes from A to Z in your career and how to develop that career action plan that you just mentioned. And of course, you know, feel free to grab my book, Elevate Your Career for More Impact and Income. It's available on Amazon and paperback and of course via kindle but it's open source software so if you don't like kindle and you don't want to have anything to do with it don't worry you can read it on your phone or ipad or whatever you like
1: that is wonderful and and in your application i see you have another book coming you want to tell the guest about that book
2: Ooh, stealing my secrets so first of all i have a companion guide to elevate your career and that is almost like a coaching companion guide so it's like me you know guiding you through the book so you can make this personal transition and transformation happen and make it real because so many people read books or maybe they read the first chapter and it's just sitting and collecting dust and nobody does anything with it why buy a book and you're not going to do anything so I'm an action oriented coach And I want to help people do something with that knowledge and make it easy and straightforward. So that companion guide is coming out soon. I expect probably next month, actually in March, maybe on my birthday or St. Patrick's day. I'm the born after day of St. Patrick's day. My mother joked that if I was born on St. Patrick's day, I'd be green.
1: (laughs) Well, Well, my mother shares that birthday with you and she has that same sense of humor as your mother. So, Happy birthday mom when you hear this. Right. And happy birthday Aaron too on the March 17th.
2: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Aaron Gobrah.
1: <laughs> well, we definitely appreciate you listening to the podcast today. I ask you to do me a favor. Go over to wherever you're listening to this podcast on that platform, give us a like, rating, favor, whatever whatever they use there and uh, tell us how we're doing, be honest on your rating and reviews for us. We we love to inter- interact with you and see what how you feel about the podcast.